Hello, everybody. Whoa, sorry about that, everybody. I had it on mute. Anyhow, it's great to be here one more time today. My name is Gary Fowler. I'm the CEO, President, and Founder of GSD Get You Done Venture Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'm a 17-time serial entrepreneur for several unicorns under the belt. I was on the original management team of Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion, and also EBIT.ai and AIHR Tech Company. We believe that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunities are not. GSD is get shit done. So it's great. And actually, one of our portfolio, an incredible company is here today. Frank Monaco with Tua. He's located in the greater Toronto area. He's a seasoned serial entrepreneur with over 20 years worth of experience developing, scaling, and restructuring businesses globally. He's been responsible for teams up to 350 across 35 countries and at $300 million uh, in annual revenue. With that, I'd like to bring my friend Frank. Hey, Frank, how are you doing today? I'm great, Gary. How are you? So I gotta, are you originally from Toronto? Or where are you originally from? Uh, um, well, yes and no. So I'm, I'm a child of two worlds, actually. Um, my heritage um, goes back to a very small town, maybe not so small anymore, in the southern part of Italy. Uh, so I am a child of immigrants. and uh, But I've spent most of my life in Canada, although I did have a stint in the U.S. and uh, the lovely state of California, as well as uh, in Kentucky. Now, what made you go to California? Well, at the time, I was working with a, a U.S.-based company, actually one of the pioneers of prepaid um, gift card, uh, frankly. And um, I'd been working with them for a few years. I was tasked with taking their business first into Canada and then and then across the globe. Um, and uh, we had acquired a company out of California that was in the space working with the likes of Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover on programs that were mall-based. So think Simon's Properties, things. Joan Lang's LaSalle, you know, big mall property owners. Um, and uh, I was uh, asked by our CEO and founder if I would uh, take on additional responsibility. And I uh, I didn't have the ability to say no to the man. So I said, yes, I ended up in, in California and running another business at the same time as I was. And where were you in California, Frank? So, sorry, say that again, Frank? What city were you in? Uh, so we're in uh, just outside of uh, Los Angeles. Um, but, and how was uh, that? Now, how did it feel after being up in Canada and then moving to L.A.? Like, did you get into going to Malibu and hanging out? And oh, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> and, and then, do you ever miss the weather? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on days like today where it's uh, where it's a little bit cold and uh, and damp. Huh. Really interesting because I hear I talk to a lot of people. In fact, I'll be in L.A. myself tomorrow. And uh you know, they, they talk about the weather, how much it influences them. And then yet at the same time, they're living. I know I lived over in uh, Eastern Europe for a while and it got real, real cold in the wintertime. And my friend said, well, how could you do it? I, you know, you get used to it after a while. But then when I came back to the States, I, uh, especially with Florida and California, I understood you didn't have to wear a lot of clothes. You could, you know, dress. And it cost you a lot less to live, by the way. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of clothes. So you've gone down through it. You've had a wonderful career. So you start off at Sheridan College. You know, you're an engineer. You go down through in the University of T uh, Toronto. You go to get a bachelor's degree. Um, and then you go out to the Project Management Institute of uh, University. And then to Carlson. So 
Why did you go to University of Minnesota? I, that was actually part of an executive management program. Um, and, uh, you know, that, and this goes back quite some time, probably dates me, but it's over 15 years ago now. Um, it was an executive management program where we had a new CEO come in over the parent company that owned us at the time. This was when I was in the processing side of the business, a company called SBS um, that was really owned by Ceridian. Um, and our new CEO had a general electric background and built this um, executive management university program around the GE program. And I was one of 30 uh, executives selected to participate through all the groups of company under the Ceridian a group of companies, which consisted of, I think, 30,000 people uh, across the globe. Um, and we went through this, this training program whereby we worked with the University of Minnesota. It's predominantly because of where Sudian's uh, headquarters work. Um, and so we worked with board members, with senior level executives on specific programs, and you disseminated down to five or six key execs um, that would then run or own specific uh, projects within the group. And it was really to kind of find the next C-level individual within the organization. It was an absolutely fantastic program. Really? Uh, so how did they do that? So basically it was a filter for C-level executives? Yeah, it was a way to identify high-performing individuals. I mean, the process um, was, was fairly rigorous in the sense that it started with a selection process that went down through management layers. You identified certain key people, those people then um, were brought up into the program. They attended the program. Um, it was it was very structured and organized. Um, we had to be on site once a month uh, for it. So there was an investment of time associated to that. Um, and all of the C-suite executives were participating in that program, either leading elements or judging specific elements because there were a whole bunch That's of That's interesting, things. man. That, you know, we had that. I took a little time off and I worked for uh, Deck HP and we had the same thing. And I remember going up to Brown and and then, uh, you know, they would have these events and they actually had like um, these evaluators would come in and evaluate you. And it was funny because one time we had one in Orlando and I had been up in Boston area. And <laughs> I was doing pretty much the same thing and they evaluated me totally differently. And it wasn't either one wasn't bad or good. But it was just different. It was, you know, it was interesting. Yeah, it was. So you went down through that and, um, you know, you became a senior vice president, general manager. Um, you were at Stored Value Systems. What was that? What made you decide? I mean, was that your first job coming out? So you were oh. 2001, right? But did you just say, oh, I want to do this? I want to be a senior vice president. Is that what happened with that? <laughs> uh no, I had, you know, like most people in, in their career life, you have many twists and turns, some of which included, you know, starting my own my own businesses. Um, you know, we, we developed a small marketing firm um, when the big tech bubble started and the Internet was kind of going. I was in school at the time, actually. Um, and we created this, you know, this uh, this small marketing firm doing very simple stuff like simple website design, um, even simple things as business cards. This is back before you had all the tools and solutions you have now. We had to kind of find people that had the, the talent to do stuff. Um, so not, lots of twists and turns, but I had the opportunity. Uh, I was at Rogers Communications uh, at the time I was working. And um, one of my technology partners there who ran kind of the, the central organization and technology group left the business to start their own firm uh, and really move into more of a consultancy structure. 
and he had been discussing opportunities with the founder at that time of Stored Value Solutions, a guy named Tom Reckenwald. And I got a call, you know, out of the blue one day and said, look, I've had a, some, some conversations. I, I, I've kind of put your name in the hat. I wasn't looking for anything at the time. Um, you know, I think you should meet with this, uh, with this gentleman and spend some time. So, you know, at the, at, in the beginning, I didn't even know what he was, right. It was, it, we were talking about gift, gift cards. I thought, you know, greeting cards like Hallmark and stuff like that. this is right. This is right in the beginning of, you know, of kind of prepaid gift. And, and now we take for granted they're everywhere and everybody has them, but it's really early days. And so I, I decided on his recommendation, um, to go and meet with this gentleman in the Marriott hotel by the airport here in Toronto. And, you know, we met what was supposed to be 40 minutes turned out to be almost three hours. Wow. Uh, and at the end of that conversation, I was already convinced that I needed to get involved and, you know, that there was just so much opportunity. I'd be crazy not to take a leap. And, and I had a good position and, and a good role. And, and that kind of happened from there. Um, and so that's how I ended up as a senior executive within the organization. I helped build the international footprint from the ground up. Uh, starting at first in Canada and then uh, branching off to over 40 countries. And it was an amazing journey filled with lots of stories, man, M more, more stories than we have time to talk about. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, you've had a robust career, right? So you go, you know, income, do your own mortgage. You were an advisor, Swiss clear global. So you become, as you've gone down through this journey, Frank, as you, what have you learned going down through this journey? You know, you've seen, you've been with a lot of companies, you've been with large companies, but if you could say like of the three companies, you know, so if you look at, uh, you did prepay nation, right? You were in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, I wasn't in Philadelphia, but they're in Philadelphia. Yes. So you did the prepaid nation, but if you look at lessons learned, what are three lessons as you're going down through and starting your own business? What were three of those lessons that you now understand that are critically important? Well, I think the, the first one that, that, that I always say is focus. That's, that's a key thing to any business, whether it's a startup or an existing organization, focus is everything. Uh, lots of things come at you. There are a lot of things that can distract you. You really need to know essentially what, where the time needs to be spent and why, you know, what the model is that, that, that you're, you're, uh, you're pursuing and really stay on track from that perspective. Don't get sidetracked um, and don't sweat the little things when you're doing, because they're all going to hit you. They're all going to come. So, Focus is, is number one top of list for me. Um, the, the second piece that I that I learned is people. You know, people are everything in, in the business. Even when you're when you're a startup and you're small, you know, you don't have the resources. And so that's why the first part becomes so important because so many things come at you. You really gotta gotta concentrate on the stuff that matters uh, for what you're trying to accomplish. And bringing around you really great people that can help elevate um, the way you think, the way you react, you know, that can serve as a resource is essential. You, you're never going to have all the answers. Oh, the way the way you you elevate the way you think and act. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I mean, example of that is, you know, one of the reasons I got involved in, in, in GSD with you, Gary, is, is, you know, there are there are so many talented, intellectual, smart, I mean, seasoned uh, folks within this group. To have access to that to be able to sort out a problem or to be able to think through a problem differently. I mean, I've, I've got a, a process that I run through, but but my, it doesn't make my process perfect, right? So it allows you to challenge that by bringing other folks in to gain their perspective, which forces you to think differently, and that's really that 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 elevating factor. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's you know the the one thing is 
you know, we talk about the Ferrari in the garage. Sometimes people have these beautiful Ferraris and they never get them out and they wonder why their companies never take off. In reality, you know, they hit it. They just don't have the exposure to the market. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, America's got talent, right? You got these talented folks that are, you know, singing in a uh, phone store. The guy was a opera guy and, you know, works in a phone shop and, you know, nobody would ever discover them. And part of it is discovering it and then curating it and helping it. It's, you know, because there's guys just like yourself, Frank, that have amazing backgrounds and have an incredible company that can impact society and, and they never get a chance to show it. So it's, you know, hats off to you. It's amazing. Well, now, I appreciate that, Gary. I add one more piece to that too. A lot, a lot of folks build an amazing vehicle, but forget to put gas in the tank. That's right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Or they end up building the vehicle and spending so much money on building the vehicle, they don't have enough money for the gas. For the gas, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's another problem. You're right about it. Sometimes they innovate so much that they forget they have to sell the stuff. They don't like selling, but they like to create. And right. you can't do that all the time. You got to be selling. So if you you look at it, so you prepaid nation, you can see you're going paid. You're a seed investor, uh, Berkeley Payments, member of the board. If you're going down three, you see all this these payment companies coming up, KKR, consulting specialist. Then how did you come up with Tua? What made, when was the day you said, oh, I'm going to form this company called Tua? When did that happen? Um, when, when it comes to Tua, the, the first thing is, is, is to recognize that I came I came late to the game with, with Tua. Um, Tua was actually founded by a gentleman by the name of Bob Christensen, who you've had the opportunity to yeah, meet. Yeah, sure. Um, and the, really the, the concept was born out of, recognizing that there are people that have essential needs um, and they don't necessarily have access to the credit or the capital in order to address them. And what that looks like in very simple terms is, um, you know, I may have an issue and have to fix a, a damaged molar. I might have insurance, but I don't have enough to cover, you know, the activity. And so at a certain point, I've got to make a decision between can I place this on my credit card or do I go without fixing my tooth and chew on the left side of my mouth versus the right? Yeah, or end up having a lot more problems because you don't fix it. It ends up you getting a root canal. You got it. And so there was there's a, you know, we believe there was a gap in the market in terms of being able to provide affordable financing to users that is completely transparent. Um, that enables people to be able to solve those issues without the added stress and financial burden of stacking, um, you know, a, a debt. Frankly, uh, obviously, credit cards are in the in the market. There are other providers that provide these services, but they tend to be fairly expensive. And we thought that we could create a model that was both affordable. And when I mean that, you know, our target is always to be thirty percent less from an interest perspective than than what the average credit card charge is to be completely transparent, meaning no hidden fees whatsoever. You know exactly what it costs you. So it's really a fixed payment program. Um, but to solve it in a way that was very efficient at the point of sale, because that's when you're making the decision. You're not making it you know, beforehand. You're actually making it when you already have the problem in front of you. And what we recognize is, is that it's an inefficient process. So when we when when they created to a you know, we, we did it on the back of the fact that we needed to have a solution that served not just the consumer, but also the merchant. It's a bridge, right, between the two. Um, and I got involved a little bit late in the game. Bob was already well down in the development pieces and kind of set the foundation. I learned about what was going through one of the investors that happened to be a friend of mine that, that uh, called me up and asked me 
you know, to take a look at this thing and give my perspective from a payments point of view. And obviously, I having the, the tenure in the industry that I have from a gold perspective, I've seen lots of these types of models for different uh, different elements. And what I really liked about what, you know, Bob and the team at Tua were doing was they created something that was very simple, extremely efficient, um, and really went to the heart of the issue, which is affordability. Um, and so through multiple conversations, I decided, you know, that I wanted to be part of it. And, and uh, they asked me to be, and I said, let's do it. Let's, let's make this thing sing. So that's how I got involved about a year, about a year and a half ago now. Well, so you're making it sing and how's the journey been? Well, listen, I, in all startups go through ups and downs. I think um, the, the, the fun part about, about this has been building the business from the complete ground up. And I have, you know, some experience in doing that over the last little while. Um, you know, we've, we've done exceptionally well. We've started to onboard merchants right now. We're onboarding about 10 a week. We're north of 230 and climbing. Um, you know, that's really the toughest part, to your point, getting out there and, and getting noticed. We've formed partnerships with 11 channel partners now, uh, which give us access to over 50,000 merchants. We're focused on um, really uh, three key verticals, technically four, but, but um, really honing in on three, one of them being dental. Uh, we think there's a huge opportunity there, you know, in the in the tune of about 60, 70 billion dollars in out of pocket expenditures on an annualized basis. That's people paying cash, essentially, or, or credit to, to do something to offset their insurance um, cost. Um, automotive repair and servicing is another vertical. So through those partnerships, you know, we believe we'll be able to ramp this up quite quickly. And we're we think we're on target to hit about 1500 merchants live within the next year. No, that's great. And so. You know, if you um, so next year, you look like you're going to have the merchants. How's revenue? How are you doing in terms of your MRR? Where's revenue and how's it growing? Well, I mean, what what typically happens in our business model and it's pretty simple. Um, you know, we, we charge a transactional fee and, um, we, you know, we make some money on the loan. But essentially, we generate about two hundred and eighty dollars, give or take uh, on an average loan of about nineteen hundred dollars. And that's what we're that's what we're getting. So. So from a revenue perspective, again, as you build bulk up merchants, that will continue to grow. But the model's the model's very sound. Um, we've actually brought in also a third party to assess that uh, recently, just to make sure that we're on track. And you know, they've given us a glowing kind of thumbs up on this thing can really move, and it starts to get really interesting when we're in the one thousand plus range from a merchant perspective. Sounds good. And what are your plans for global expansion? Well, we think there's opportunities in multiple markets, but right now our focus is really on the U.S. market. We think that's where, um, you know, where we have a huge potential. Uh, you know, we've 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 seen it to be roughly about 390 plus billion dollars a year at the moment and growing. That's that's in the out of cash expenditures on the verticals that I've that I've talked about. So it's a massive market opportunity for us. Um, we do see some potential to come into the Canadian market as well. Um, and in uh, parts of Europe, but right now we're we're extremely focused on the U.S. and that's really it's all about merchant, merchant, merchant for us in the in the United States. That's fantastic. Listen, we're coming up to the top of the hour. Closing thoughts and how do people get a hold of you? Well, um, you know, I, I just I want to thank you for for the opportunity first and foremost. Um, you know, this has been an amazing adventure and, and you know, Thank you. It's a two way street, my friend. Yeah. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed getting to meet you and, and a lot of the other members of the GSD network. So I appreciate that. And I want to say thanks. Um, 
you know, for that. In terms of getting a hold of us, um, you can visit our website. It's uh, it's in my name, www.tuafinancial.com. Take a look at at uh, what the solution is. You know, ultimately, we're we're looking for partnerships uh, in terms of channel partnerships and, and growth partnerships. So. Uh, reach out. Happy to talk to you one on one and just chat a little bit about the opportunity and where we're headed. And how do they get a hold of you? So you can get a hold of me through the uh, through the website and and then link to the contact us uh, and be able to reach out that way. All right, sounds great. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And thanks to everybody for joining one more time. GST presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. And my name is Gary Fowler, and I'm your host. Stay happy. Stay safe and stay healthy, and I will be back to you again for another exciting edition next week. Thank you. Take care, Frank. Take care, everybody. It's good seeing you. Thanks, everyone.